For parts of 2018 and 2019, I was living in northern New Jersey while working for a financial services firm. After a few months in my new role and new location, I met a young lady, Misha, who worked for the same firm. We met in a one-on-one meeting together to discuss some support that my department needed and she was going to help us out. After the meeting, I sent an instant message to her thanking her for her time and mentioned that I looked forward to us working together. In addition, I asked if it was just me or if there was something that felt a little mystical or maybe even a little bit magical about our encounter. It was like I knew her forever and we were getting reacquainted. At the time of our meeting in my office, the feeling was palpable for me. I know, it sounds super cheesy, but I was clearly feeling something. Misha was amused by my instant message, but said that she felt something too. I moved on with my day with a little sense of eagerness, and the next day, thoughts of my encounter with Misha randomly popped up. They all seemed very fleeting, so I didn't pay them too much attention. And at the conclusion of my day, I started my commute home at around 5 p.m. by walking to the train station. When I arrived at the track, the train was already sitting idle with the doors open. And just for reference, this particular train ran from my location in New Jersey to the World Trade Center in New York. I jumped into the nearest car and looked around for a seat. There were a few open spots directly ahead of me. So I decided to take a seat, put my backpack in the empty seat next to me. When I sat down, I looked up and right across from me was Misha. We exchanged smiles and I got up and took the empty seat right next to her so that we could chit chat. As soon as I sat, she said the most interesting thing. She said, I literally was just thinking about you and whether you took this train home or not. And now here you are. I didn't know what the heck was going on, but it was something. We made small talk about our commutes, mine to Jersey City and hers to Brooklyn. And before my stop, we decided to exchange info and agreed that we would catch up sometime in New York. All right, now with that backdrop, here's the part that I really want to hone in on. Misha and I ended up dating for a little bit, just a few months, let's say August to November. That feeling of the magical connection between us was something that was often present for me. And I really enjoyed her company, at least most of the time. She was about 10 years younger than me, and we were very different on a lot of levels. However, the experiences with her taught me how to embrace different perspectives when in a relationship. I used to be so focused on my partner and I having to view the world through the same lens. Now I realize how boring that can actually be for me. Our few months together opened me up, eventually, to honoring the differences in perspectives and having that shape my own perspective into something new. It was a different way of experiencing a relationship, and it wasn't always easy. And many of my own understandings didn't show up until the relationship was actually over. But the biggest gift that she gave me was a lens into something that I didn't even know was there. Periodically, Misha would stay at my place and we'd take the train to work together. Like I said, I enjoyed us spending time together and it was convenient for her because it saved her about 30 minutes on her commute. One particular November morning, we got into a blowout argument. I don't even remember what we argued about, but I know it was a carryover from the night before and we were so mad at one another. And there was one thing that Misha said in the midst of all of it that triggered me. She said, I won't live in the shadow of your ex-wife. You can't keep comparing me to her. I had no idea what she was talking about. Eventually, I asked her to explain what she meant. And she said that in recent weeks, I continuously made side comments or references to my ex-wife, sometimes under my breath. I was totally perplexed. 
even speechless. And then I had my first memory. Misha had done something that annoyed me. Speaking to you today, I don't remember exactly what it was, and it's not really relevant. In that moment of feeling annoyed, I remember saying, I used to hate when Jolie would do that. Jolie was my ex-wife. The memory paused me. I literally stopped speaking. I was so angry, and there were so many emotions flying around internally. Misha and I walked to the train, not saying a word to one another. We got on the train and experienced our commute in complete silence. Kind of ridiculous. But there were so many thoughts and memories going on inside of me. I was so frustrated that I could feel my eyes swelling up with tears. I just wanted to let everything out. That never-ending train ride finally got us to our destination after about 20 minutes. After an awkward goodbye with Misha, I went to my office, closed the window blinds, closed the door, and just sat in silence. I didn't turn on my computer or anything. I just sat trying to make sense of everything that just happened. The biggest question I had was what Misha had to do with Jolie. I couldn't make the connection. They were such different people. And I hadn't seen Jolie since 2013 when she left the country with my daughter. The last time we communicated, which was on Facebook, was in late 2016. As I continued reflecting, more memories of my comments to Misha comparing the two women surfaced. But here's the kicker. I had no memories of any comments prior to November. Little by little, the picture became clearer until I had my aha moment. The first year after Jolie left and took my daughter, as you can imagine, I was a bit of a wreck. Actually, it was the first two years that were really tough. On a day-to-day conscious level, I was in a very peaceful place. Compassion, acceptance, unconditional love, and even gratitude were abundant. However, around the anniversary of Jolie leaving, which was November, memories would begin to show up that triggered my emotions. I would be unaware about some of the things that I would say or do. I remember friends bringing that to my attention. I wouldn't mention my ex-wife at all throughout the year, but when November would roll around, her name would come up all the time. Each year that passed, I became more aware of how I showed up during that time of the year. And I seemed to truly release myself from that very traumatic experience in 2013. However, this experience with Misha was the first time I was in a relationship with someone during that time of the year. And I seemed to unconsciously act out some of the things I was still holding on to deep inside. I thought for sure I was over the situation with Jolie, but clearly I was still unknowingly holding on to something that was much deeper than what I could see on the surface in the moment. Again, 11 months out of the year, I was in a much different space, sort of just flowing. Fast forward to present day, and it's been several years since that experience with Misha. And I realize now that in that brief period of time and being in a relationship, Misha gave me a true gift. It was the gift of awareness. In my own awareness, I developed the understanding that something that I thought I was truly over lied dormant, like a sleeping giant waiting to be woken up. Misha helped to wake that giant up. And in doing so, I could take a deeper look at who I was, where I was, and what I needed to still let go of. In those moments, the experience with Misha was painful, but in the process of looking beyond the surface to take a deeper look at what's been hidden, I've attempted to not judge what comes up for me. In fact, as I reflect on my life and all of the healing, 
or shifting into higher awareness that I've experienced. I'm not sure if we ever truly can release all the remnants of significant emotional and spiritual trauma. I'm not clear on that for myself because the moment I feel like I've worked through my own feelings of insecurity related to self-love, body image, attachments, perception of success, etc., I realize there's always more. And sure, I've made significant progress to turn the experience of deep, quote-unquote, spiritual wounds, if you want to call it that, from boulders to rocks to pebbles to maybe even sand. However, the sand seems to never completely go away on some level. And I realize that in the journey of my own expansion, there's always something to look at, something that creates suffering, even though it may be minor. If I didn't experience those things, I wouldn't be human. And since we're all in this collective experience together, I don't mind sharing that our expansion into becoming more authentic will always require something for us to look at. It's not about being perfect. Perfect in the sense that we don't suffer. To be human is to suffer on some level. And since that is what we've all signed up for, the journey is indeed always perfect all the time. Just like you're always authentic all the time. I've never had a chance to share this with you, but I appreciate you, Misha, for helping me understand a really important aspect of my own experience. You were a light and you didn't even know it. And for that, I'm grateful. And to all of the listeners out there who are hearing this message, I encourage you to look deeper at what you might be holding on to. Know and find comfort in the fact that there's always something to let go of. You don't need to understand exactly what that is in this very moment. But if you're willing to be open to whatever experience will be the catalyst to bring those remnants into your awareness and attempt not to judge it, I guarantee you that your experience will drastically change. Also, understand that all relationships can be catalysts. Romantic, familial, friendships, and even your connection to things and experiences all are there to show you something about you. Look beyond the surface. Look beyond what you've been told to be true about your relationships. Everything is fleeting, and everything holds the potential to be the mirror, to be your own personal catalyst. So what are you holding on to? I hope you enjoy the episode. Until next time, I am, I am, I am, I am.